Oh boy. Hello and welcome <laughs> to another episode of BJJ's Board Game Alliance. We're on number 69, which means yeah. I get quite the intro. I am your host, Joey. Okay, so the last two times we gave him some to- tongue twisters, or we gave him some tongue twisters, so this time we won't give him a tongue twister because that wouldn't be fair to always give him tongue twisters. I mean, come on! Would it really be hard to do a tongue twister every week? Well, yeah. Well, so we won't do that this week. We'll give him any. We won't give him any tongue twisters. Damn it! I hate you guys. <laughs> well, you can Jeez. figure out that the paragraph was huge, and I got so shocked by it that I am Joey D's your host. Oh, across from me is Perfect. Josh Utley of the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? Sean Epperson of Thing Twelve Games joins us as well. Oh, hey, hey, and. The great Vicky Barcelona has returned. Hello. Yeah, I feel like we three never have problems saying hello. I know. Gosh, Joey, no, I don't know what it is. It just must be me. Yeah. I'm turning my mic off. Yeah. <laughs> ha! I'm Jokes in control. You. you cannot. Well, we told you no alliteration this week. Yeah, well, you know, I got, what, two sentences before I died? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate it, though. I, Actually, I the, challenge. there was absolutely no periods in that unten- intentionally. So uh, I realized that as I got halfway through it, and I was like, <laughs> I see what they did here. But I had screwed up so many times by that point. I was like, you know what? I'll give it to you, though. You actually ad-libbed in the middle there yeah. to make it sound like that's how it was written. Yeah. And you did better. Hey, so you know what? Better than I expected. Creativity at its finest. Thank you. Guys, it's been a little while. What games have we been dipping into? What have we been playing? What have we been losing at? Uh, well, first I'm going to play a game called Let Them Know How to Talk to Us. Oh, that's right, because we didn't <laughs> tell them how to reach our lovely <laughs> podcast, did they? I love that game. It's a good game. This Just is go. what happens when we're full force, the four of us, finally back together. Yes. Yeah. Trainwreck. Yay! <laughs> we all want to be captains. Can I be the caboose? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Yes. Okay, go ahead. I want to be the wing. <laughs> Josh, how can people get a hold of us? Uh, go to bjgeeknation.com. You'll get all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. You can also check out Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I stepped on it, but so I'll say it again. You can get all the more. More! And check out YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes. That's right. Woo! You can find us just about anywhere you can find a podcast. Josh. Yes, yeah, sir. Sean. Yeah. You guys been playing some games? We yeah. have been. One Ooh. or two. Oh, yeah? I don't believe it. We do it, you know, sometimes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you said sometimes, but I have a feeling sometimes might be right now. Okay, maybe not right now. But well, I did bring uh, a game. Over I was there. gonna say I saw He's some little tiny <laughs> box with dice. I assume that's what she said. What? Sorry. <laughs> Where have you been rolling? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Just kidding. But yes, what have you guys been playing? What has been entertaining you these days? Oh well, we got a chance to play an older game. Came out in two thousand twelve. I love that. That's or older. fifteen. I'm well, not gonna say like eighties. Older. <laughs> Not oldest. Oldish. Um, uh, Kemet by Madigo Edition. Which, fun fact, I know we talked about uh, recently we were a part of the Mox Gauntlet, and one of the first times I think I joined, I, Kemet was one of the games we played. Were you guys competing on that uh, on that tournament? I was not. I was not. I yeah. was listening on the podcasts. Did you dominate? <laughs> no. Actually, there was a hot minute where I was like a close, like I was in second. And I'm like, if the game ends right now, I'm coming in second place and I'm okay with this. And then the one guy who had never played it before, <laughs> who read all the rules, who had like some sort of... First time Freddy. Kind of like mind palace situation. I, th- I don't remember if he, I think he might have been Wizards of the Coast or something. Probably. He comes, he's like, yeah, I've never played it. I just read the rules. And then he went in and he's like, okay, so, you know, I can do this, 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 and this. Yeah. He immediately does that and I'm in fourth. Well, <laughs> I'm just like, mother effer! 
Well, that's a great thing about Kimmich. Oh, okay. It's essentially so, just an area control game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's European. But it's very aggressive. Now, you mean attacking aggressive? Yes. Oh, okay. You have to. In Kemet, you cannot turtle. If you turtle, you <laughs> will maybe live, but have zero points. Yep. And is that really living? That is not. No. You need all the points. In Kemet, uh, there's uh, interesting temporary points. If you control a temple, you get mm-hmm. a point, but it's temporary. If somebody takes the temple, they get the point. Your pyramids, which give you power, great power, uh, you level those up to level four, you get a temporary point. But if somebody strolls over and crushes your pyramid, it's now their point and you have to hand it to them. The, the thing with Kemet is that once you get, uh, what's the what's the amount of uh, victory points you're trying to get to? Uh, eight or ten, depending on what you want to play. Uh, so once you get, let's say you get to eight victory points, I win. You do not yet until nightfall. It, correct? Am I? It's been uh, or until like you have to finish the round. Basically, you can't just hit those points and automatically win. That's exactly right. In the original rules, that's uh, the one I've played. The Tosetti expansion. Ooh. The way Matago does expansions is they give you yeah here's an, an expansion with four different options of play. Oh. So uh, the Tosetti expansion added uh, wonderfully the Black Pyramid, which gives you Black Pyramid tiles, which is a wonderful mixture of just attack and defense and more monsters and uh, two different new sphinxes that are uh, the the ram's head sphinx and yeah. the Ooh. angel sphinx like the pegasus sphinx almost um but they gave an alternate uh win con- uh, victory condition where it's uh i think it's just at the end of the day phase you don't have to go into the night phase i can't really remember that one how many phases are there just two phases, day day phase, night phase. Oh. And you just repeat that as you go through. We don't even get to eat breakfast? <laughs> what? Come on. So you do. What happens when you hit the night phase? Uh, when you hit the night phase, that's when you reset your board because we all have these uh, five action tokens you get. And uh, you get new DI cards, divine intervention cards, which are wonderfully overpowered little cards that you can play either during battle or on your turn to gain advantages. I was going to say, with uh, a name like divine intervention, I better be blowing something up. Oh, yeah, usually, yeah. Do you remember your favorite one? Uh, as far as the DI cards, I love in a full player count when everybody has to kill their guys. Not what? all of them, but... Uh, oh, like, like sacrifice yeah, the, I to get, gods? I get to recruit a guy. Every other player loses a guy. Oh, man. That sounds brutal. <laughs> There's a lot of really awesome strategies with the game. Like if And depends on what color you kind of want to go towards. Because mm. the main base game, correct me if I'm wrong, it's... Uh, there's the white, blue, and red. Right. Red is very aggressive, very attack-based. Blue is defense-based, and white buffs you. It mm-hmm. uh, you know, makes things cheaper, buy extra cards, get extra stuff at night, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So it's it depends on what strategy. Some people like it. Like he was saying, though, it's probably best to kind of go towards attack. But if you do that, it might limit the resources because you're trying to collect different tiles. And if everyone's going towards that color. You ah. might not get it. I was yeah. going to say, this looks huge. This game has so many oh, pieces. Yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, what's great about it is you're looking at the monsters right now, and there's uh, the scarab, the giant scorpion, mm-hmm. the phoenix, the war elephant. There's all these great pieces, all these great monsters. Well, Matago also makes a game called Cyclades. Okay. Which all, it's Greek-based, completely different gameplay, but it has monsters in it too. Well, Matago put out an expansion for both games to where you can interchange the monsters in either game. That is smart. That was a really wow. good. Wow. And you said war elephants. 
And I love war elephants. <laughs> okay, calm down, Cersei. Yeah, well, you can't, well Cersei didn't get in a war elephants because apparently in Game of Thrones they don't travel well. <laughs> it's like she well, wanted the elephants, yeah. Not, not, not a on water. Uh, well, they apparently travel fine in the desert. Well, yeah. Yeah, duh. Gosh. And over mountains. <laughs> just ask Hannibal. Oh, hey. Oh, well, that. I mean, this sounds uh, pretty good. What would you give? What do you give a little board game score for this bad boy? Oh, 10. Ten? Easy. Yeah. Uh, the way, it, because it's such an aggressive game, this is a game where near end game you want to go last not first really because it's you acts in selection so you want to be the last guy to march oh and i guess you hold victory points so you kind of want to go last so you don't get them all taken from you yeah. also mm-hmm. and there's ways to get permanent victory points you can get power tiles based on your your pyramid like if you're blue pyramids on level 3 you can buy a level 3 power tile that's basically a victory point oh okay, okay. um you can you get permanent victory points by attacking if you win a battle on attack and have guys left, because very often you win a battle, but your guys are still killed. Oh, well, that's It just evens fun. out. Yeah. So one of the things that, that really helps with that action selection turn order is if, like, say, Joey, you and, and Josh are going at it and you have your battle, well, I'm going third, so now I'm going to sweep in whoever <laughs> wins that battle, and I'm going to take them out because their forces have been reduced and they're a little weaker now. Yeah, that makes sense because, I mean, obviously you can kind of hedge your bets a little bit where you're like, you know, I was going to attack this person, but if Joey kind of kills a lot of Josh's <laughs> units <laughs> and I'm feeling a little aggressive, <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's kind of a cool game. It's a little bit different than kind of the ones we've been hearing about. And uh, the board, while it's a big board, there is nowhere that's really too far from anywhere. They're very large spaces, so it's a very small world in Kemet. And oh, cool. trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Days of Wonder, small world. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a great game. Like I said, it's very aggressive. Um, get five people and play it. And now we are gearing up to play the new expansion, Seth, which changes it into a one-versus-many game. Oh, interesting. Okay. Seth is an overpowered god with his own pyramid, with his own power tiles, and all the other players must unite in order to destroy Seth. No one defeats <laughs> the Seth. <laughs> the cool thing about it being a European game is that there's no actual words on any of the game pieces or anything like that. And I think that's a strategy. If you think about Europe, there's a lot of countries within driving distance. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of languages right then and there. So if you make a game with one language, it kind of limits your options. So you can definitely download. I remember when we played it for the Mox Gauntlet, BJ went ahead and printed. And oh, Okay, I don't know if it was actually <laughs> BJ. But he had asked for somebody to print, and he cut out and, like, stapled all the rules and all what the definition of each of the tiles meant in English. And you can do that. You can download them in any language, basically. Wow. That's yeah. helpful. Cool. And probably a very fat pamphlet based and on the amount of things I'm seeing. It wasn't actually that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, when you play the game, if you don't print out everything, you actually have a book you pass around. Because uh, until you get familiar with the iconography... You do need to look up some things and like, eh, like what, what does that mean? Again? Or your lovely soldiers will not make it. But nope. that's what makes this game a great ten out of ten for me is that it is this Euro feeling game with this huge theme, this uh, total American style. There's dice in it, but those are just your pyramids. You don't actually roll them. Oh, um, I was wondering about that. <laughs> well, you know what? You've convinced me either way, Josh. I'll tell you that much because I like games that get ten out of ten ratings because I don't have as much time to play games and I'm bad at them. <laughs> so I want to play the best ones. Well, that is Kemet by Madigo Edition. That is you it can awesome. find it everywhere. And everywhere. it is a big, big box. I'm currently in the process of trying to like fix all my board games in my bookshelf. <laughs> I don't know where I'm putting Kemet. <laughs> I have no space for Kemet. Put it on top. It needs a throne, its own bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, I need to get... I have my china cabinet coming in. I guess it's just going to go in the china cabinet. Yeah, you know what? 
If as long as you can find it, Vicky, you can play it. Yep. It's a pretty box too. It so really, pretty. you can display this game. Ooh, I like a good display, so especially with little pieces. <laughs> if you want to borrow it for me while I get a place to display it, you can borrow it, Joe. Can I borrow the war elephants? Yes. Yes. You better. Yes. I, I I didn't get the elephant. I got the <gasps> I got the giant snake that rendered other monsters' powers. Useless. Oh, I can oh. go with snakes. They're pretty cool, too. <laughs> Sean, what about you? What have you been battling? Uh, let's see. Well, actually, Wildlands. So speaking of attacky games, uh, yeah. Wildlands is a game by Osprey Games designed by Martin Wallace. Now, Martin Wallace is known for making games that are very Eurocentric, very heavy, crunchy games. Um, this is kind of not that, but it's very strategic. So there are four different factions in the base box, and what players are doing is essentially vying for um, either trying to collect these crystals that are placed out on the board, or you're trying to uh, eliminate enough players that you get enough five points. So five points is kind of the end game, and you get points by killing a guy, or you get points by finding your crystal. And it's got basically two phases of the game. There's this interesting setup where uh, you get 10 cards, and there's all these numbers on the board, you pick five of those cards, and those are going to be places that your guys are going to go. And you take those other five cards, and you give them to your opponent. And then they're going to use those to place out uh, your crystal, or they're going to use those to place out crystals. So you don't know really know where your crystals are going to be, but you know where your opponent is going to go for their people. Oh, interesting. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. So I can yeah. I know where you're going to be, so I can like try and position myself in certain places but I don't know where the things that my crystals are going to be at. And how do you actually figure out where your crystals end up being? Do you just have to explore the places? Well, once uh, everybody's card's been divvied out, uh, then and you've assigned each character to a specific spot with these cards face down, then you flip over the crystal cards and then place those crystals out on the board so you see where everything is. Oh, okay. okay. You see where all the crystals are, but the players remain hidden until you choose to reveal them. you got to reveal at least one per round, but they're all hidden so you actually don't know like oh there's a crystal all by itself you may get over there and four guys pop up around (laughs) oh man okay because you can choose to reveal an opponent or reveal one of your characters anytime so on your one of your turns you have to reveal one guy but then say you're moving over to a spot where i've got a guy hidden uh I can, in response to that, I can reveal my guy and then suddenly we're attacking we're doing this battle okay you can fight Uh, it actually plays really easy. Like the rules are pretty simple. Uh, they keep line of sight uh, to be being a, a simple thing. Um, plays really quick. And it uses the iconography again. There's yeah. No, there's no text on this one either. Yeah. There's a there's a little handy card. Uh, there's basically like three or four different things that you can do. Uh, you're either moving or you're going to shoot or you're going to do a physical attack. Um, but you're using this special cards that your faction has. Your faction has a um, specific design so like my guys might be uh, able to fly or yours might be really good at physical combat uh josh may have one that's really good at area uh area effect where everything in that space you know gets damaged oh okay because yeah, i'm seeing this and it kind of reminds me almost of like a clue design in the sense of how you're looking at things where it's like you can look down a hall- hallway or these are i guess are caverns and stuff yep, yep. but you look kind of, this is like, like a lot of like dungeon crawling with a big dungeon with crystals but then sneaky, sneaky Batman-looking figures. <laughs> There's some really cool figures in the game, for sure. Uh, the other interesting thing about this game is that your your cards have usually two to three different actions on them, and so you're choosing which character to utilize with that card. And that interesting play, like, well, do I want to 
you can use as many cards as you have in your hand. So I can activate a bunch of different guys, or I can you know, use several actions with one guy and have him run around the board and do all this crazy stuff. But then I'm losing the abilities for those other people. So it's really like you know, that strategic choice of who do I want to use at what point to be strategic. Yeah, that's tough, too, because you can attack people. So how do you know when you need to be attacking or collecting? And or... those cards are also used for defense, too. Oh, wow, okay. So if I overspend and I, like, blow through my entire hand, then someone comes over to attack me, I'm going to draw three cards at the end of my turn, but it's like, well, now my options are really limited, so you have to be careful that you don't over it. Overreach. Oh, all I'm seeing is BJ having one of his guys get jump surprise attacks <laughs> and being like, damn it! Damn it! I get to do a really cool thing that I was really uh, hoping to. We were playing a game, and I had the, uh, the area effect guys, and I actually killed one of my characters and damaged one of the other guys, but by killing my character, I kept him from getting that victory. Oh, that's a smart move. I see. So you essentially, re- well, you don't get the point, but they don't get the point. Exactly. So, yeah, I lost a guy, but I kept him from getting a victory point. I ended up winning that game, too, because I was able to kill my guy and keep that victory out of his hand. See, uh, Sean wins, although his poor teammate did not, <laughs> you know, he went down with the ship. So then you got to sacrifice your guys. <laughs> sacrifice the queen to save the pawn. Well, that's pretty great. I mean, it looks cool. I got I to gotta tell you that much. I mean, a lot of color, a lot of great little figures. And if yeah, you... and it's not long. I like it plays like 45 minutes, maybe it's an hour. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we even played that long. I think if you're doing four players, it's probably like an hour. But yeah. like, like a two-player game, you can knock out in like 20, 30 minutes. See, that's great because I always have that awkward moment where they're like, you're meeting up with all your friends, but not you're, you're not all there. So you have like two to four players. And you're like, well, we don't want to start you know, a three-hour game. You know, we've got right. maybe 30 minutes, maybe 45 Sounds perfect for that. It's super interactive. It's so good. I've been really happy with this one. Uh, what would you give it out of 10 awesome board game stars? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'd probably give it a 9. And nice. There's some expansion stuff that they're coming out with, more characters, so I'm really interested to check those out. Oh, I love the word expansion because it's essentially our favorite word. More. <laughs> more. <laughs> more. Uh, well, I did get to play one sort of board game. I call it a quick party game, really. That's totally a board game. Uh, Go Nuts for Donuts. Yeah. The donut-themed Game in which apparently I can't win. (laughs) Uh, This game is a lot of fun. You essentially get a bunch of cards and five little rows, we'll call them. And and these cards essentially allow you to pick donuts. But the problem is everyone has to vote for what donut they want every round in in the dark so no one can know. And if anyone shares a vote, they don't get the card. Well, let me tell you guys. There are five rows. There are four players. It's going to be a little bit of uh, overlapping a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you, I don't think I got a donut <laughs> at least 10 times. I swear, I got, I picked the same card as my sister did like four times in a row. And I'm sitting there, I'm looking down, I'm like, I understand how this game works now. There's a reason why these glazed donuts are only worth one or two points. <laughs> and there's a reason why I have no points. Oh, it was crazy. It was a lot of fun. Uh my sister did end up actually winning, though, because she got the donut holes. And the donut holes yeah. multiply the more you have of them. And let me tell you, there was a move where BJ was ahead, clearly winning the game. And one of the last donut holes comes up. And then we all look at each other. And he even goes, he gives the speech. Well, you know, you could take a look at the board and you could see who's got all the donut holes. So someone's going to have to stop her from getting all the donut holes. It wouldn't be a game with BJ if there wasn't a speech. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why isn't it ever BJ that someone? Yeah, no, he's, he never is. And so, of course, I pick which one I want. It's the three-pointer. I'm getting a little greedy because I'm behind. I can see I am far behind. Of course, he goes for the three-point three donut. And I look at him and I go, 
Well, what did Sarah go for? Oh, the donut holes. Shocking. <laughs> and, I, and he goes, well, I just thought that everyone would know that they've got to put it down for her to stop her from winning. I go, um, yes, BJ, that would be all the players in the lead who <laughs> can't lose the game if they just pick the donut holes. She got 25 points. How many points did everyone for else that. get? No, for oh, that. Oh, just for that. For that combination of swing points from what BJ could have gotten <laughs> to what he gave her. She got 45 points at the end of the game. I got, like, 14. And her, <laughs> her boyfriend got, like, 12 because we were both having fun trying to do this combination. I had these little donuts that give you five if you have less than 10 donuts. So I was playing, the, like, the long game of trying to pick other people's cards that they wanted because I was at nine and I didn't want to get to 10. And then I got to 10 and I was like, <laughs> these two donuts are worthless. <laughs> I'd eat them right now if they were in front of me. But... Yeah, that game does make you hungry. It does. <laughs> you really need to bring real donuts to play Go Nuts for Donuts because afterwards, all the cute little cards are going to inspire you to eat sugary goodness. Hey, Joe, <laughs> can hmm. you say Go Nuts for Donuts five times fast? <sighs> go Nuts for Donuts, Go Nuts for Donuts. <laughs> 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 My hurts. Good day. I, I, I think not. It's you know, you'd think day. with all your practice, you'd yeah. get better at this. <laughs> well, you, mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was actually designed by Zach Eagle. Uh, Zachary is a local designer in the Seattle area. And uh, his game, they it was picked up by Daily Magic, funded on Kickstarter, and then GameRight came along and bought it from Daily Magic. And uh, now you can find this game literally anywhere, because uh, GameRight games tend to be at a lot of the stores. Like when you go to places like, you know, the beach and you know, oh, those sort yeah, of places. Yeah, yeah. The lot, the lot of times those uh, little stores will have little games and whatnot, and I often see Go Nuts for Donuts there, and it's really cool. It's worth picking up. Yeah, it's fun and easy, and it's simple to pick up, and there's like a good social aspect to it because it's kind of like screw your neighbor in the sense that you kind of both know what you're going to go for, and you're like, is one of us really <laughs> going to shy away from getting this donut? No. Kinda, for, like, I mean, I don't know like necessarily the game mechanics, but it reminds me of uh, Sushi Go. Yeah, very yep. similar. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Well, Game Right does Sushi Go, too. So. Oh, hey. There yeah. you go. Fits cool. their family no perfectly. No wonder I like the art. <laughs> uh, what about you, Vicky? You been playing anything? Uh, I've been playing Finishing Up My House. So oh, now. that's a fun <laughs> game. Do you roll any dice? <laughs> no. So Is I it a worker placement? Do not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I'm telling, okay, you need to move that upstairs for me because my back hurts because <laughs> I'm old. Uh, no, it's interesting, though, because a, a lot of the things I've been kind of trying to figure out is game display. Because I did not realize over the last year and a half of having most of my games in storage that I've accumulated bags and bags, you know, like those little grocery, like reusable bags. I had like five filled with different board games. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, where did these come from? I'm not even buying that many. That's like coming home from a con for BJ. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And so because I started trying to organize everything the last over the last couple of weeks. I've been organizing everything in my garage. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to put all the big bins of board games together. And then I'm like, oh, I have a bag of board games right here. And then another bag and then another bag. Because I forgot, BJ gave me all of his pandemic games. He's like, do you have the expansions? I'm like, I don't know. I think I have one. And he's like, okay, well, here's my pandemic games with the expansions. But they're all mixed together. And I realized I had more expansions already. So I basically have double games now. Double games. So <laughs> Time for a math trade. <laughs> right. And I'm trying to figure out how I want to display my games because I have my party games which are usually the smaller boxes and then I have like my favorite games and then I have other games that I haven't played yet uh, that I want to test out. That's called the shelf 
of shame. Yes. Uh, those are currently <laughs> in bags. Yeah. The grocery bags are on the ground because I'm still waiting for some more furniture you, out you, of some storage units. They weren't. It wasn't enough. They were shamefully in shrink wrap still. You had to put them in another bag. Yeah. Wow. How dare you? There's one game I bought recently that is still in the shrink wrap mm. because I haven't gotten a chance to play it. And we actually played it at... Uh, for XCon. Yay, she did it. <laughs> Suck it, everyone. Uh, <laughs> and it's actually Azul, but it's the second edition. Oh, Azul. Azul but stained glass. Stained glass. Have you yeah. played the stained glass version? I don't know. I think it's so, good. but I, I really did like it. I think if it's the newest version, that's the one yes. I played. Yes, okay, because so. I haven't played the older version, which a lot of people say is superior, but that one's still in shrink wrap, so I still really want to play it, but I have no one to play it yet because I'm still living by myself until I have some roommates move in. I secretly have a dream. You guys know that old, those old school library rooms that everyone, like all those rich mm -hmm. people have in their mansion where it's like a chair and there's oh, books, yeah. books everywhere, right? It's the same thing, except there are no books. It's all board games. Yeah. See, that's me too, yeah. except half comic books, half board games. <laughs> and both. I finally have that in my room right now. You oh. both need to come see the vault. Oh, yes. God. I'm so scared and all, like intrigued to see his vault. I like the vault. Do I have to open it or will you open it for us? I will open the door for you. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Although, if we were George Clooney it and do like an Ocean's Eleven into Josh's vault. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. Well, on that note, I think it's time to get to some quick starters, Sean. What do we got? Yeah, baby. We're going to cover cover your kingdom oh. hey. <laughs> uh, by Grandpa Beck. Grandpa Beck is a local company, which I didn't realize until uh, oh. finding out. It's not what? your grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Cover Your Kingdom is essentially a uh, set collection style game, um, and it's fantasy themed. Now, they have a game before called uh, Cover Your Assets, and but this one is kind of a uh, continuation of that theme. Uh, this takes place in a fantasy world. There's all these crazy creatures, and there's a lot of comedy in this game, a lot of uh, puns uh, in <laughs> the names of these <laughs> things. Get these cards. Like the Cyclops. Oh, to me, this oh. game lacks depth. <laughs> Great card. Uh, it's very much a take that style game uh, where as you place cards down, you can actually steal cards from other players that are sitting on top. Uh, and there's kind of a battle there uh, based on like that whole set collection thing. $25 for the base pledge, and uh, they're at 57K of their 5K goal. So there's lots of cool uh, stretch goals that they've got for this. They've actually unlocked all their stretch goals. And this is one that uh, plays three to six players, about 30 minutes. This is a good family game. This is good for you know people that uh, like really highly interactive games. Really cute, really fun. I got to read you guys these last two cards. Okay, one of them is called the Leprechaun Man, and it, is, it just reads, It's magically malicious. <laughs> like, all right, love it. And he's got some crazy stuff. But then oh my God. the brag on. <laughs> so not to brag, but we funded under funded in under three minutes. The, would it be brag bragging? Bragging. Like a dragon bragging. bragging. Yeah, but it's your bro. He's your brag on. <laughs> Shut up, Joe. <laughs> it, it's this dragon smoky going, I know, right? Three minutes. <laughs> this, this game looks hilarious. Yeah, it's I played Cover Your Asses for it. It's a really good game, so I'm really excited for this one. I'm really uh, curious. It's on June 27th, too, so get uh, in there. Where uh, Grandpa Beck Games, where particularly in Washington, do you happen to know or not yet? Uh, they're over across the water. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Rummer so tools. we need to try and get them in. Uh, heck yeah, we do. Yeah. They have pixies, which is a pixie pig. It's <laughs> <laughs> mean, this is fine pig. How is BJ not back there with the Volk int? Oh god, <laughs> it's a Groot, but not. <laughs> 
beat me oh up. Oh my god, this is fantastic. He's I, wearing a yellow shirt, so that's good. He's in charge. The unicorn. <laughs> okay, this is too good. I gotta stop reading these. Sean, what else do we got? Uh, next up is Untamed Feral Factions. Um, this game kind of reminds me a little bit of Smash Up. Basically, you're going to be taking a group of factions and, and bringing them together and then playing and battling with each other, having these wars. Um, unlike Smash Up, where you're basically competing over an area, you're, you're literally fighting each other. Uh, this game is uh, two to three players, and it plays in 20 to 30 minutes. However, they did say that if you buy two copies, that you could actually play up to six players. Um, Designed to be to kind of play like a collectible game, but not be a collectible game. Um, so they've got nine different animal factions in this game. So there's over a hundred combinations just in the base game alone. Uh, there's a $29 base pledge on this one, and they're at 44k. So lots of stretch goals they've been unlocking on this. Really cool art. Uh, the uh, the animals in this game look really cool, like really anthropomorphic. Uh, very, very good stuff here. You can also get a nice play mat if you're smart and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> this one ends on July 3rd, so another one to uh, get in there quick. Last up is Shiola Warring States by Bad Comet. Uh, this is definitely the uh, board game style uh, type of game. Um, interesting, so it's a dueling game where you're going to be growing your kingdom, uh, but there are different ways that you're going to be able to do that. There's a lot of uh, dice placement and resource management, uh, some engine building. But the ways that you can win, you're either going to destroy your opponent or you're going to uh, achieve a peaceful cultural uh, alliance, essentially. Oh, alliance. So you can either okay. win okay. by peace or you can win by war. I'm going to go with war. You want to know why? Because the first thing I saw in here were more war elements. War elements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the name of the episode. War <laughs> hey, chaos has erupted, Dicky. <laughs> yeah, the, they did a fantastic job with this art. Uh, very like a uh, Indian style theme here uh, going on. Uh, Thirty nine dollars for the base pledge on this, but there is a fifty six dollar deluxe edition. And oh baby, this deluxe edition looks deluxe. All, all kinds of extra upgrades for your components. You know, wood pieces and metal coins and all the stuff that I know Josh loves. Yes, I do. Uh, they're at 45k of their 15k goal. So yeah, they've been smashing through all their stretch goals. Uh, fantastic looking game. It's been getting a lot of really good accolades from places like the Dice Tower and Man vs. Meeple and Geek Dad. Uh, high recommendations on this. So you can get gold coins. Gold coins, yeah. They've got me already. I love treasure. And there's some extra uh, stuff that you can add on, uh, some expansions that allow you to play with more players and a little more variability. Uh, definitely a really cool-looking game. Ends on July 5th. Well, do we have anything else, or is that our wrap-up on War Elephants? I mean, sorry, War <laughs> games. games. There <laughs> is a War Elephant cover. If you get the Deluxe Edition, you get a sleeve for the box, and it's the War Elephants. So. Well, if someone's buying this, I demand the Deluxe Edition, <laughs> and I demand the War Elephant. I don't think I'm going to play Kemet with you now. Well, well, you know what, you're Josh? You're going to steal my War Elephant. <laughs> well, hold on here. How can I steal something that's already mine? Oh. Right. <laughs> it might be your Kemet, but they were my War Elephants. He starts with the War Elephant. <laughs> yeah. You know, I hear it's the best unit because, one, it already has the word war in it, and two, it's an elephant. It's true. And is there anything bigger than an elephant in war? In Kemet, there is. <laughs> what so is I it? So I did like war elephants. Phoenix, yeah. scorpion, all these Phoenix, scorpion? Oh, no, unit. not oh. Phoenix. <laughs> and a scorpion. You have a new unit here. And a scarab. Ooh. 
Ooh, scarabs like sand probably more than elephants do. These are all <laughs> giant people can ride them size creatures. Ah, oh, okay, that makes. <laughs> can you ride a phoenix? <laughs> I guess suppose with the right underwear. Asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> This is my flame retardant uh, underwear. Are you guys ready? No. <laughs> uh, heck yeah, Vicky. Play that music one more time for us. Woo! I'm going to do it again? No, this is what I'm riding <laughs> on my war elephant on. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, on that note, get yourself a war elephant. And Josh? Well, play nice. Unless you're playing Kemet, then attack. Attack! Attack!